This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to another episode of Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. We have a very special episode for you today that as a reminder, if you have any questions or comments on what you hear on today's show, please feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now, it's difficult to remember when so many chaotic global events have occurred in such a short period of time. A two-year pandemic with an unprecedented reaction from mask mandates to lockdowns to vaccines. Now, as we come out of it, we're hitting 40-year high inflation, supply chain issues, higher national debt, and of course, Russia's recent invasion of Ukraine and the turmoil that could follow. With so much uncertainty in the world, the markets keep chugging along. We're up one day, we're down the next, we're up again. It can be stressful and puzzling. And that's why it's important to get an understanding of how markets work and get a fresh insight on our investments and our long-term objectives. So on today's episode, we are fortunate to have a very special guest with us, not Tony Shore, who is special, but is always with us. <laughs> but allow me to welcome for the first time on our show, the president of Gradient Investments, our strategic partners and third-party money managers, Mr. Michael Binger. Mike, thanks for finding the time to be with us today. Hey, it's really my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I didn't want to leave Tony out. No, Tony, you know the show wouldn't be the same without you. <laughs> no, <laughs> sure, sure. So uh, yeah, Michael and I, my company, Retirement Optimization Group and Great Investments have had a long relationship. Um, we've been doing business together for several years. They are the third party money managers. They design the portfolios, they pull the triggers, they make sure everything is running on all cylinders. And Mike, it was a pleasure. We were just at uh, your annual summit in Los Angeles, beautiful resort. I wanted to thank you um, for for throwing that on. Yeah, that was uh, that that was a great time. It's uh, you know we do that every January. We we get you know as you know, Greg, we get all your colleagues together, and we uh, you know it's a chance for people to you know put their ideas together and see what they think for the upcoming year and. Uh, talk about the past year's mistakes and successes and, and, and make sure they use those successes to move forward. Yeah, it really, it really helps us as advisors become better advisors, you know, cause we're there in our, our community and we're able to bounce ideas off of each other and what are ways, uh, ways to better serve our clients ultimately. Mm -hmm. uh, so Mike, let our listeners know and understand um, Gradient Investments a little bit better. Uh, can you let everyone know where you're located, how you work with other investment advisory firms in regards to your business model and maybe how much you currently have under management. Yeah, sure, Greg, absolutely. Um, you, you know, as you said, we are a third party money manager. Our, our, our firm is called Gradient Investments. Uh, and our job really is to, you know, come up with, come up with ideas, investment portfolios, manage those investment portfolios, provide trading, provide account opening services, uh, provide day-to-day -day casework to help you with your clients, Greg. Um, you, you know, but as a third-party money manager, the most important thing is to provide good, competent investment portfolios 
that help advisors, clients reach their long-term financial goals. Not not just in you know in, in the next month or the next quarter, but over the next five, 10, 20 years as they enter retirement till the end game. Um, you, you know, my career, uh, you know, I run Gradient Investments. My career started, I'm gonna date myself here a little bit, uh, Greg, but it started back in 1987. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been in the investment management industry for well over 30 years. Uh, we have a great investment team here at Gradient Investments. Um, all of us are CFAs, and for those of your uh, of your folks who don't know what a CFA is, it's really the gold. Uh, in my opinion, it's a gold standard designation in the investment management industry. It's a chartered financial analyst uh, designation. It's uh, it's a very rigorous testing process. It takes uh, three years, three tests, six hours a piece. Uh, the pass rates are, you know, the last pass rate for the CFA one test was 26%. So mm. for folks to uh, go through three years of that and pass it, they're, uh, they're a pretty smart group of people. I'm very proud of them here. Uh, we manage a suite of investment portfolios that range from very conservative um, all the way up to more growth-oriented portfolios. Uh, we, we really have portfolios that we mix and match. We do a lot of custom work. We work hand-in-hand with, 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 with Greg and all of his you know, potential clients and current clients. And our goal really is, is to find the right mix and match of portfolios um, that help all the clients, because each client is a little different, wouldn't you say, Greg? I mean, you don't run into the same client all the time, do you? Right, exactly. It's it's nice to have that that range of expertise, that knowledge, and and all that experience. I mean, 1987, you saw the the 87 uh, Black Monday crash. You've seen the tech bubble. You've seen the 08. So you've been through a lot of uh, market corrections. I I have. I, I uh, you know. Just when you think you've seen it all in the in, in the investment management industry, you haven't. Uh, you, you know, as, as the pandemic showed up again, we haven't. I, I guess we have gone through things like that with SARS and you know some of the flus we've gone through, uh, but nothing to that degree. You know, I, I, I've seen. You know, we we've lived through 9/11, the financial crisis, all those kind of things. And my team collectively has about 150 years of investment management experience behind them. So not only have I seen a lot, you know, in the markets over the years, but so has my team. Um, and, and, and I think a true measure, uh, you know, we can talk a good game, but the true measure of are you doing the right things for clients and are you helping them is the success in your growth. And in 10 years, we've grown from essentially zero in assets under management to close to $5 billion with a B in assets under management today. Um, so that's really the measuring stick that I use is that clients, uh, the portfolios that we're using are resonating with clients, but more importantly, they're helping them meet their long-term financial objectives. Exactly. And and I can say, Mike, that I have definitely enjoyed our relationship over the years. And I'm happy to have your firm's expertise to be able to bring that level of quality to my clients. And I know they appreciate it, too. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Could you tell us a little bit more about the process that goes into designing a portfolio? Do you guys bounce ideas around the meeting room or what has to happen for an idea to become reality? Yeah, well, there's really two areas I want to talk about. The first is, you know, what kind of investment portfolio are we going to come up with? And when when we do that, you know, we need to consider what the investment objectives are for that particular portfolio. Then we need to define, you know, to define an investment, an investable universe. Um, and, And within that investable universe, we decide how are we going to select securities or positions in that portfolio from that investable universe 
that actually beats the index of that investable universe. So our goal is to make sure, and I'm, I'm just going to put it like this, that, that each portfolio stays within its lane. So if this is a conservative portfolio, we don't want to take outsized risks in you know penny stocks or high-flying growth stocks. But if we have a growth stock portfolio, well, that's not a place for you know utility companies and things like that. So if you have a growth portfolio, you want to make sure it's populated with growth stocks. And if you have a conservative portfolio, you want to make sure that that portfolio really sticks to fixed income and conservative investments. Um, so that's where you really define the objectives and what you're going to invest in in each portfolio. Then, then secondly, the uh, you know the ongoing management process. So each portfolio has you know the buck has to stop somewhere, um, and each portfolio manage each portfolio has what's called a portfolio manager, and it's that portfolio manager's job to select securities from that investable universe to try and outperform the index on that portfolio, or what we call a benchmark for that portfolio, and. You know, these are the folks that are in the weeds every day. You know, they're looking at companies. They're, you know, they're listening to earnings reports. They're watching the economy. They're always looking to see what will impact the portfolio, but more importantly, what will impact the investments that they hold inside that portfolio. And is there opportunity elsewhere uh, or is this a good long-term hold or, you know, have we kind of hit our target for this particular stock or bond and should we move on to something else that provides more opportunity? It's really an ongoing process that really never ends. Yeah, and it's important to have a wide variety of portfolios that range from conservative to aggressive, as you said, and even income-based to growth-based and all those things in between. And I always try to communicate that value um, of professional money management to my clients. And in fact, I dedicated an entire chapter in my book um, about it. Could you provide your insights onto what you perceive that value to be compared to, say, a cookie cutter type portfolio or a mutual fund or any type of alternate investment? Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So I, I think the more, you know, what you're really trying to say is, is why the heck would you use the investment team at Gradient Investments? Uh, you know, most importantly, I think it's because we have a lot of experience. Uh, you, you know, folks can go to work with a big bank or a big brokerage firm, but they may be dealing with someone who's only been with that firm for three or four years or five years. Uh, most of our investment team has been around for 20 plus years. We have a lot of experience. Um, you, you know, we we anticipate things that are happening. We know how to interpret when when we see something like the Ukraine, you know, we, we, we've, we've been through international, you know, disputes before and, and, and things like that. And, and, and we've seen you know, challenging interest rate environments, and we've seen, you know, inflationary environments in the past. So we know how to react and adjust. That's why I think it's important to, to use someone like us. Uh, but more importantly, we have a, a philosophy here at Gradient Investments, and that philosophy is that, you know, most investment professionals, they tend to, you know, sit in their ivory tower, and they tend to, you know, sit up there and, you know, throw jargons out and use this lingo and that, and they try and prove to be how smart they really are. We want to change that a little bit, and we feel that, you know, we want to make ourselves accessible to our clients and our advisors. Uh, you know, that's why we have a larger team here at Gradient Investments. Uh, you know, we actually talk to clients, and we actually talk to our advisors. Um, and that's a very valuable service, I think, because we earn our stripes really when markets aren't going gangbusters, you know, because... 
you know, when things are going well, there's really not, you know, not, not that much to talk about. There's, there's no concerns, but it's when things are going not so well that, you know, we're proactive and we get in front and we talk to people and we really want to make sure what we, what we don't want to do is, you know, Greg, you sit with your clients and you talk to prospective clients and you, and you set out a great plan for them. And that plan isn't just for tomorrow or next week. It's, it's for the rest of their lifetime. And the last thing that we want to see happen is when folks get emotional, when they see what's going on in the news, and there's always something going on, Greg. There, You know that mm-hmm. and I know that. <laughs> and it's usually emotions, not markets, that ruin a good long-term financial plan. And that's why we want to make ourselves you know, accessible before someone makes a poor decision with their portfolio, we want to give them the opportunity to get our opinions on what we think. And, and, and I think that's what separates us from the crowd is that we are accessible to our advisors and our clients, and we embrace that philosophy and we encourage everyone to, you know, to take advantage of it. Yeah, you know what, I'm glad you said that because that really mirrors my business model for my company is, is us as advisors have to find out what what's a way we can separate ourselves from from other advisors and i've always tried to provide that extra layer of service and you know some advisors will charge their fee and just set up some mutual funds for some clients where we we know our clients personally and you guys we know you personally we've had relationships mike we've had dinner together we've played golf in ireland I and mean, we have a mm-hmm. we have a friendship and so i think that's very valuable to have that kind of relationship with both you guys and and clients i, I also like what you said too about the long-term aspect of investing, you know, because a lot of people always make the assumption that investing has to do with predicting or speculation, but but it is 100% about risk management. And timing the market is almost impossible, and most investors can be left standing at the station when the train's already left. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings is, time in the market is more valuable than timing the market. So. Speaking of time, I want to thank you again for taking the time to be with us. I know you're busy, but in fact, you've actually made several media appearances. Uh, You make several of them every year. You've been on CNBC, uh, Fox Business, Bloomberg TV, TD Ameritrade TV, just to name a few. I wanted to know, what is that like when you're on national TV? And do they they reach out to you to make those appearances? And do you enjoy doing that? Yeah, so we, we... Not only myself, but the rest of the investment team, we do go on the national media networks, uh, you know, the financial networks. We go on CNBC and Fox Business and uh, Bloomberg TV and TD Ameritrade Network. And there's a myriad of these networks. And, and and they look for guests to come on and give their opinions and all that. So we do have a media team here that uh, places us out there. But the key is they'll get you on the show. But if they don't like you, they're not going to have you back. So, <laughs> so another thing that I think adds to our credibility is, is that we are regular guests. We do regular guest appearances on all these financial news web networks, which means they like what we have to say, they value our opinion, and they keep asking us to come back. And we and we know that you know, especially folks out in Hawaii. I mean, they can't you know get up at two in the morning to see us at you know six in the morning or wherever when we're on. So we do package these clips uh, of when they're on, and I would encourage folks to come to our website or to go out to, you, you know, to, to look at your emails, Greg, if you forward those clips to them, because it really does give you a sense of confidence that, okay, uh, not only does my advisor value this investment management team, but you know, so does the national financial news networks too. They value their opinion too. 
uh, I, you know, I think that's telling that they keep having us come come back over and over again. Yeah, it seems like every investor also wants to hear opinions, you know, different different outlooks on on the markets and market news in general has always fascinated me because it always seems like especially on a sell-off. You know, anytime there's a sell-off, the media always has a reason for it. You know, for example, you'll see a, or hear a headline, uh, Wall Street sells off from fear of supply chain issues, but then the next day it rallies 500 points. And you think, mm-hmm. well, the issue you just mentioned yesterday is still there, so why is it now not important? You know, in reality, the market is always ebbing and flowing and almost seems to have a life of its own. So, you know, when you ask somebody, what makes the market sell off? You know, someone who's not really familiar with the ins and outs, sometimes you'll hear, oh, there's more sellers than buyers. But that's not true. For every transaction, you have a buyer and a seller. They're they're equal. So could you touch on that a little bit? Explain maybe um, how bid and asks on stocks work and in general, what makes prices move? Yes. Yeah, so I am, I am going to say that for every transaction, there is a buyer and a seller, Greg. Uh, but what makes markets and individual stock prices go up and down. As you say, it ebbs and flows over time. But at any specific time period, there's going to be more sellers or there's going to be more buyers. And let's just say there's more buyers than sellers at this particular moment. Well, that's supply and demand. And when there's more demand, you tick up the price until there's equilibrium. Um, So that's what really drives stock prices higher over time is that if you take each individual slice of the day or the week or the quarter or the year or the decade, um, there you're, you're right. Each transaction has a buyer and seller, but sometimes you may have two buyers and only one seller. So the, the, those buyers will bid and they'll move the pricing up. And that's the bid and the offer, the bid and the ask, like you said there. Um, so buyers will 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 buy on the bid and they will sell on the offer and then that's just what it you know how it works over time so in, a, in an up market a bull market the the buyers are more aggressive than the sellers and they chase them and they chase the prices up and that's driven mm-hmm. by the emotion of greed and then in well, a we bear don't market that. we don't want we don't <laughs> want to greed and we don't want to yeah we don't want to <laughs> say they chase it up and it's greed usually when there's more buyers than sellers the environment is out there is is good so the investing fundamentals are positive you know the things that we look at like you know how are this company's earnings you know what are their earnings growing or you know is our economy proving and growing over time or, or is valuation low or those kind of things it, it, it's really when when investors perceive that the fundamentals are 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 good um, then there will be more buyers and sellers. And when those fundamentals turn sour, then there's going to be more sellers than buyers. The good news, Greg, is that over time, um, you know, our economy grows. The companies we invest in, their profits flourish and they do well over time. And that's why, you know, roughly two out of three or three out of four years, the market is positive. And that's why if you look back over the past 100 years and you add up all the positive return years and you add up all the negative return years and you divide by 100 years, that's how you get those long-term returns in the stock market of about 8 to 9%. That's because the United States is, it, it's, it's really a great place. It's a great economy to invest in. We, we have some of the biggest you know, banks in the world. We have some of the most innovative tech companies, um, manufacturing companies, we really have a good economy that grows over time, and the companies that operate with that economy have done well, and their profits have grown, and that's what drives markets higher over time. 
Yeah, and um, we already talked about how it's not about predicting, it's about risk management, having a long-term approach. But Mm -hmm. also we talked about how people do like to hear opinions. So I guess most of our listeners really would like to hear what your opinion is on the market right now with high inflation, supply chain issues, interest rates on the rise. You know, some people are concerned. Of course, we know that investing is a long-term strategy. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But talk a little bit about what your team is watching and discussing currently and how investors can really have a healthy outlook and obtain more peace of mind. Yeah, let's uh, so let's let's talk about the two things that are really at the forefront forefront. Boy, say that three times in a row <laughs> at the forefront of, of, of all investors minds right now. Uh, and, and that is what's going on in, in between Russia and the Ukraine. And the second thing that has investors worried right now is inflation. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Ukraine and Russia. So that is getting a lot of headlines as we're speaking today. Russia has has begun to invade Ukraine. Um, when when you and then in you know to counter that and to you know to go back at that, the U.S. is is really putting some heavy financial sanctions on Russia to cripple their economy, cripple their war effort, that kind of thing. Um, investors are concerned about this um, because Europe as a whole is one of the, you know, that's one of the bigger economic areas in, in you know, in the world. Um, and Europe and Russia tend to be a little bit tied at the hip. Russia supplies a lot of natural gas to heat and manufacture and those kind of things. So what they worry about is that the, if this conflict is prolonged, that the European economy will slow down. Um, and, and as a large economic area, if that slows down, that'll affect the U.S. a little bit. What, they, what, what, what investors mostly worry about is that a prolonged conflict there, you know, the retaliatory, retaliatory sanctions that we put on will, will just slow gro- global growth a little bit. And when we talk about global growth, we talk about GDP or gross domestic product. So that's a big concern. Um, historically, uh, you know, wars, uh, you know, and international hotspots. I mean, you think in past, you, you know, you have the Middle East and you've had North Korea and you've had China and Taiwan. There's always some dispute, some international conflict happening at any given time. Um, we've seen it over and over again. The market tends to discount that more than other things. Um, and Ukraine is is a small player in the in the global economy. Russia is not that much bigger, you know. When you think about it, um, the one thing we do watch as an investment team is that Russia is a big commodity producer, and the price of oil has crept up to around a hundred dollars a barrel. Now, there's a lot more reasons why that's happened than just what's going on in the Ukraine, but higher energy prices can you know can kind of slow things down a little bit as costs rise there. So that's Ukraine. Um, anything else you'd like me to talk about on the Ukraine front, you know, as a concern? Um, I think you you covered that pretty well. Um, I like what you said, too, about there's always something happening in the world. You know what I mean? There's never just cruise control, right? There's always something to worry about. And even if we do have a bear market, right? It's nothing new. I mean, we've had plenty. And actually, at one of our summits, you, you talked about Um, how many up markets there have been compared to down markets, and you really put a good perspective on it. Um, Can we can we use the the past and by easing can we ease our fear of the future by looking at the past? Yeah, I I, I mean, we we can. I, I mean, yes, you know, we talked about, you know, that there's 
two out of three or three out of four years are positive years in the market. Um, unfortunately, stock markets aren't like CDs. You know, they don't, you know, they're not up a little bit every year. Some years they're up big, some years they're up fractionally, some years they're down. That's just the way the stock market works as investors' emotions and fundamentals kind of go up and down over time. The good news is that over time, markets have worked and they've worked very well for investors. Um, but especially, let, let's talk about the last 10 years, Greg, because in the past 10 years, uh, we, we've had a lot of growth coming off the financial crisis uh, of 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, interest rates have been very low, which is good for the stock market. Inflation has been you know, almost non-existent for 14 years. Uh, which has been good. The Federal Reserve Bank, uh, you know, has has kept our financial system very liquid. Um, so there's been a lot of things working in the market's favor, and it, that's why I feel I need to set up a little bit of a backdrop. You know, w- when you think of the last three years, 2019, 2020, and 21, we've had a 31 percent, an 18 percent, and a 28 percent return on the market. So we're averaging you know, high teens, low 20s type of annualized returns the past three years. That's above the long-term averages. Mm-hmm. So if we had a year where we had a little bit of a pullback, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. It shouldn't alarm anyone. Uh, and, and our stance here at Great Investments is that if we do see a market pullback, we feel it's more of a correction versus a crash and we would be opportunistic to take funds we may have in safer investments like the bond market or something like that and reinvest into stocks. Yeah, that's a very good perspective um, to have a really healthy look on it in the long term. I wanted to shift. I know you're, we're running a little low on time. I just wanted to shift real quick and talk about income in retirement because my specialty, of course, is retirement income planning. And one of the things I really appreciate about Gradient is you're always looking for innovative ways to create income. And clients often mm-hmm. ask me, you know, how much can you safely withdraw from your portfolio every year without risking outliving your money? And there was the old 4% rule, which Morningstar recently updated to 3%. Uh, but that reflects you know, securities that you have to physically sell and turn into cash. Can you talk right. a little bit about yield in a portfolio and how a retiree can safely generate more income from their investments? Yeah, well, well, when you think about it, I, I mean, you're spot on, Greg. I, I, I mean, when when folks retire, they have two problems. Number one, they're going to have to replace that paycheck, and number two, they they've probably built up a pretty handsome 401k or some type of savings, uh, tax-free savings, and whoever they work for is just going to hand it to them and say, like, hey, good luck, you're on your own now. <laughs> uh, but but most most people are concerned about you, you know. I'm I'm 65, and what if we live to we're 95? That's 30 years. What, what's going to happen to my money? Um, so income that you get from your investments is, is really paramount, and, and it's actually a financial objective that at that stage of folks' lives, when they turn 65, when they retire, it hops to the number one prioritized financial objective they have. So generating income is very important. We understand that here. And we really look for unique ways to help generate above average income, you know, in the form of higher stock dividends, in the form of bond coupons. Um, you know, we have a portfolio called the absolute yield portfolio that yields five or six percent at any given time. Um, you know, we, we have a portfolio called the designed income portfolio 
that uh, really instead of investing in companies, you're investing in markets and you can get close to eight or nine percent depending on the environment out there. So you're right. Income is paramount. Uh, it, it jumps to the forefront of a retiree's mind because they're going to need that income for you know the next 30 years. And they're looking for the most risk averse way to generate and get that income over time. Yeah. And, you know, people don't hear about these types of vehicles. It's it's actually very cutting edge. And we're we're very privileged to have, you know, your team that's always creating these vehicles so that we can truly help our clients in the best possible way. Um, yeah. Mike, I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. Um, I think in closing, it's it, it's good to have a nice, healthy, long term approach to investing. Make sure that you're properly balanced with your risk tolerance and you're in the right portfolios to meet your investment objectives. And I'm glad we have you and your team um, looking out for our clients. Well, I appreciate you having me in. And, and, and Greg, you know, we we appreciate all the hard work you do at the local level because uh, I, I'm telling you that, you know, people go out and get professionals for, you know, all facets, facets of life and their financial picture and their financial profile. That should be, you know, top of mind when you seek a professional to really help you because you do need the, those funds for the next 30 years. So, I, I would really encourage to anyone who's listening to, you know, stop by, talk to Greg. You, you know, if you're a current client, do those reviews, get in there, see, you know, if things can be tweaked or changed a little bit because all of things, are, you know, these priorities are important. Income, growth, you know, risk management. I mean, all of these things are there and you and I, we can help them, Greg. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, and thanks, Greg, you- why don't you, why don't you get, let our listeners know uh, your number before we go? so they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary account. Yeah, if anybody has any questions about what you hear during the show today, please feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Thanks again, Mike. Pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther, and special guest, President of Gradient Investments, Michael Bickler. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.